Alright, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Fatherhood and Flow. This is Sam. This is Dave with Max, and we've got the whole crew here today. We've got the whole crew in true Fatherhood and Flow fashion. Uh, we have all of our kids, our wives are currently at yoga together, so we decided to record a podcast with the whole family. Jude, can you say hi? Hi. Hi. Awesome. Okay. We got Jude, we got Coda on my lap. He's not he's not making a whole lot of noises, but he has been ripping out the cords. So if things go silent all of a sudden, there's uh, a good reason for that. And we got Max and he is drinking some water. Yep. I'm not sure if he's just backwashing into your water bottle. Most, or... li- most likely. <laughs> you know, it's part of that letting go phase where exactly. you just kind of have to let it roll and wipe it off and go for it. You know, on, on that note, you know, today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about just the first uh, first couple of weeks of being a dad. Um, but really, this is going the whole time uh, that your dad letting go. Um, the things that used to gross you out, you know, <laughs> if you're somebody who didn't like to share your water, uh, too bad. It's going to happen. <laughs> And you just have to be okay with it because you just kind of naturally do become okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I need to find another cable for Coda to grab because we're going to lose audio real quick. Um, <laughs> How about this one? That one? You want to play this? Yeah, Does that worked. Work? Cool. All right. So the first couple of weeks of uh, being a dad, um, I mean, really starting at the first moments, um, Dave, how did... How did you feel, you know, just, let's say you just got home from the hospital. <laughs> just dumped a, a good one all over in there. <laughs> nice and wet. Oh, yeah, we're good. Um, you know, when we first got home, it was kind of a, a neat experience because in the hospital, you know, we, we decided to stay an extra day just because it was almost like, time. We you know, we talked about time standing still. And we just enjoyed that moment for a little while. And then we got home and it was like, as we were loading him up in the car seat, you know, for the first time, we were just thinking, okay, uh, this is real. Like this is now happening. We are now parents. We are responsible to make sure this child grows and develops. And then we got home and, you know, it was so fun because I had the opportunity to stay home for, you know, a couple of weeks and just spend time with Katie and with Max and, when he was so little, you would just hold him and you could just stare at him for hours, you know, and just he'd cuddle up right next to you. And it was just like, OK, this is you're you're almost prepping and, and setting up for so long. And then you have this amazing experience happen. And then you're I mean, you're you're going now you're in motion and you just figure it out one step at a time. And I think that's really what it comes down to is you you don't really ever know what to do. You just kind of figure it out as you go. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, the the sitting and staring. I remember that a lot. I mean, that is mostly what all you can do, but it's also all you really want to do for mm-hmm. a little while. It's pretty incredible just to watch uh, these little creatures develop life right in front of you, and just just the most um, just engaging thing ever. Just kind of just just watching them, and you know, as far as. Um, like getting ready. Like when we got to the hospital, we tried to have everything prepped. So, and this is something that as a dad, I think you can really uh, take uh, charge of is you can make sure to keep 
things organized, keep things prepped, and make sure like when you get home from the hospital and you have the baby and you need to change a diaper right away, like take it on yourself. Have that changing station ready. Mm-hmm. Like be ready. Those things, um, your wife is going to be really tired. She's going to need to rest a lot. Um, depending, you know, if, if there's something like a C-section happens, she's going to actually need to spend um, a decent amount of time in the hospital and just recovering from surgery, not just childbirth, but there's a surgery involved. And uh, Jude found the drum set. So <laughs> um, we're in my music studio, so there's a, there's a drum set in here. <laughs> and oh. we just lost audio. <laughs> Pulling out the cables and we're back. Um, you know, so getting, getting the things ready to go... Um, getting the getting the stuff so that when you get home you don't have to worry about anything. You know, we talked a little bit about trying to reduce the stress on the way to the hospital. How do you minimize stress when you're at home? Uh, frozen pizzas, frozen food. Just you know, get ready to be at home and not have to do a whole lot. And if you have family, you know, close or even some neighbors that uh, you know are, are having a having a that know that you are having a baby, then that can also be a good thing too. And I think one of the things I learned right away, Max is saying hi. Oh, yep, found the microphone. Max, um, can you say hi? <laughs> <laughs> yep, there it is. He's trying. He's saying hi with his hands. Oh, yeah. Um, but letting people help. You know, I think that's yes. one one thing. You know, I think we, as human beings, we just want to do everything ourselves, and we don't allow other people to help. And this is one of those times in your life where literally just just accept it, be grateful for it, enjoy it while it lasts, because you know it allows you to spend more time um, really enjoying those first few few moments. Yeah, letting and you know, I think part of letting people help again, part part a lot of this podcast and what we want to focus on is. Um, just trying to find things that you as, as a dad can help, help with, you know, help your wife with. And, um, cause a lot of times, especially, uh, there's, you know, a lot of like nursing, um, in the early stages. Um, so there's <laughs> limited amount that you feel like you might be able to do as a dad, but there is actually a lot you can do, you know, and part of that is handling and and working with all the people who want to help coordinating right Mm -hmm. so figuring out what days should somebody bring dinner what kind of food should they bring you know what is your wife craving what does she love what are some of the things she hasn't been able to have for a little while uh like maybe some sushi uh you know finding things like that you can totally organize uh (laughs) you can totally organize what's going on sorry we just lost audio again <laughs> uh, so you know, just being able to help, help where you can. Look for those opportunities. Um, look for those opportunities to organize things. Letting people help, I think, is a huge thing. Um, but also, one thing that you do need to be careful of, especially in the first couple months, but first couple weeks, really, especially, is um, like sickness. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not an overly uh, paranoid person about sickness or germs in fact like we were pretty pretty lax with our kids but in the first couple weeks you really do need to be careful everybody's going to want to hold your baby and kiss them and and you know really make sure people wash their hands like ask the family to refrain from some kissing um for a little while like you never know somebody could be contagious and they might not know it yet 
and you have all these people from all these different places coming in to visit. You know, if, if you have family flying in, they've just been on a plane, been through airports, right? So they're, you know, although, you know, you don't really want to have to be afraid of it too much, there is some valid concern around, hey, let's, let's make sure to be really careful with um, other people and, you know, handling, handling the baby. Yeah, just that awareness. I mean, I think we kind of went on almost a, a quarantine where we didn't, we didn't really go out a whole lot at the beginning just because yeah. we were like, hey, you know what? Yeah. He is just getting started. We don't even want to risk some of these, you know, sicknesses or that contagious contagious aspect because you don't know. I mean, and people, they're trying to just be helpful and, uh, you know, pay attention to what's going on. And at that stage, you just kind of have to go with it, but uh, be aware and be respectful and, and everything else. Well, what do you think were some of the most helpful things that um, your family or friends did right after um, you guys had Max? Um, I think, honestly, part of that, uh, the whole meal thing, like we had, uh, we had actually just moved. I mean, we had moved up here to Oakley, let's see, about a month before Max was born. And so, you know, there were new, we were in a new area, we didn't really know a ton of people, and... Uh, the the community really stepped up and just you know got to know us and they brought some meals over and that was just a a really neat thing that we were able to do and then you know from a family side they were uh willing to help out just get us set up around the house and we luckily had you know enough time to get everything set up but just being around being supportive and you know when things arose they were they were there and ready to help when, uh, when we needed it. Jude just got Max's uh, applesauce. Oh, nice. Would you like some? You have to ask Dave if you want some applesauce. Can you yeah, ask? Go for it, right? I think we've got another one. Jude, can you ask? Can you say please? Do you want it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Max just pulled down Jude's pants. We yeah. really should have turned this episode into a video. <laughs> <laughs> and Coda is really good at finding the headphone cables and ripping them out. Hi. Um, Hi, speaking of, I guess this is a little off topic. We're going to cover a lot of dad gear stuff and just essential, uh, things and the, the really good stuff that's going to make your lives easier. These go-go squeeze applesauces oh, are pretty incredible. Most amazing thing ever. Yeah. Seriously. Like at the beginning, you know, we would just use these things and we'd, you know, put it on a spoon or something for him. And then after a while, he's getting to the point where he can just kind of pick it up and go, but it's something you can throw in you know the diaper bag and by the way they're uh you know my wife is like okay the diaper bag has to be cute and i'm like well what if i'm carrying it and you just <laughs> again it's one of those things you just have to let go and go with and it's totally yeah. fine and okay uh the fawn design bags by the way are pretty mm -hmm. cool yeah we have um, one of those super too. super Didn't functional show katie those I don't know. Or did I think they she, find it on their own? I think they found it on their, their own. own, and then, you know, when we showed up, we, they both had them. Yeah. Those are, uh, they're awesome bags, though. Really cool company. Yeah, and you just got to rock it. You know, if mm. you're a dad out there, just rock the baby gear. You know what I mean? Um, there's some other really awesome baby gear that we'll talk about. One that comes to mind for me is... Uh, is an ergo oh, you, yeah. you can't use the ergo right away though but some newborn you know on the same topic of some newborn stuff there's um there's baby wraps and it might be um might be worthwhile to look into some of those wraps they're a little complicated to get on have you guys oh, ever used the oh wraps? my gosh yeah they're crazy it's the like first a time puzzle. i tried to put it's, it on i was like <laughs> 
Katie was making fun of me because I couldn't figure it out, and I'm like, yeah. what? it's a like it's a long piece of. Like, I don't. I don't even know what it I is. I don't usually read the instruction manuals for things. Those are usually the first things that go into the trash. But I studied the instruction manual for the baby wrap. <laughs> did you figure it out on your own, or did she have to help you? Um, no, I did. She definitely had to help me. I don't know if it's possible for you. I guess she does it on her own. I can't yeah. do it on my own. No. Yeah, but uh, the great thing is that babies in their early stages. They love to be wrapped. They love to be um, held, held and they love yeah. to be the swaddle. swaddled. Those things are amazing. Oh, here. Does Max need? Oh, he wants to crawl. He's ready to go. It's like, Dad, put me down. Um, so, on that note, one of the things oh. that is worth uh, talking about in the early stages is the idea of swaddling. Um, and there's actually this great book. It's called Happiest Baby on the Block. And it talks about these five S's. And essentially, the idea is that the the babies, when they are just out of the womb, um, they still almost want to be in the womb. And that's where they're the most comfortable. That's what they've been used to for their entire lives up to this point. So now that they're in the real world, what can you do to make the real world feel more like the womb? And when you do that, um, that's when you're able to uh, help soothe the baby, right? So the five S's. The first one, um, swaddle. So swaddling is when you wrap the baby really, really tightly um, in a blanket. There's a specific way of swaddling, kind of pin the arms down to the sides. And at first you're going, is this something I should be doing? Like I'm wrapping pretty tight, but they actually, they really like that because in the womb, they are very, they're always um, kind of like embraced, right? you know, constantly and, and, you know, they're kind of, you know, stuffed in there uh, <laughs> as, they're, as they're growing. So the swaddle, you know, having a good swaddle, uh, we'll definitely have some good swaddles on our dad gear site. Some swaddles are worthless. They are just junk. But there are some other swaddles out there that, uh, and swaddling was like my thing. Like, I, I'm like, swad- I can do this. Like, it's like making a burrito. It's like making a burrito. <laughs> and yeah, God knows I love burritos. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So the other, the other S, so that's the first S, um, is... I guess that was a bad idea to have the shaker, huh? Uh, yeah, he's making music. I got a drum set in here that they're <laughs> using, too. Uh, if it makes noise, Jude's going to find it. Um, so, okay, first S, swaddling, something to remember. Second S, uh, sucking, so mm-hmm. like a pacifier. Um, Jude loved his pacifier. Coda never really cared for a pacifier. Max um, did for like... A couple of weeks, and then it seemed like he just yeah. didn't want to have anything and, to do with it. And there are different types of pacifiers, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to try a couple for Coda, uh, different sizes. You know, a toddler pacifier is not going to um, be the right size for an infant. Um, so that second S is, you know, give them something to suck on if they like a pacifier. The third S is um, swinging. And so you you actually, and that, the fourth S is sidelining. So you hold them on their side. And you gently swing them back and forth, and um, that is supposed to, you know, mimic the kind of motions of, uh, of you know, them being walked around um, when they're in the womb. And the uh, fifth S is shushing, and this is another weird one because when your baby's crying, you feel like you're just shushing them to try to get them to be quiet, and you kind of feel like a jerk because you're know, just shushing my baby. But what you're doing by shushing is you're actually recreating some of the white noise that is present in the womb. 
And so again, with those five S's, you have swaddling, sucking, sidelining, swinging, and shushing. And it is amazing. You can take a baby that is that is you know uncontrollably crying, and you're just going, what like what do I need to do? What does he need? He do, he won't eat. He doesn't have a dirty diaper. What's going on here? And you do those five S's in combination with each other, and you'd be amazed at at the results that you can get as far as soothing your baby. So again, the the book is called Happiest Baby on the Block. We'll uh, we'll do a little book review of it one of these days. Get some of that gear on the site. But the five S's. If there's one thing I tell you at this stage, it's remember those. That white noise uh, thing that you mentioned too. That's that's something that really does help with Max. You know, getting started. We ended up finding something on Amazon. It's just like a noisemaker. It's I just pulled it up here. It's the Big Red Rooster uh, sound machine, and it's got a few different noises. And um, you know, it's it was pretty inexpensive. I think it was like twenty bucks. Um, so it wasn't too bad, but yeah, twenty bucks, nineteen ninety nine. And that was that's something that's it's battery powered, and you can plug it in, so you can take it with that's you when awesome. you travel and everything else. That's awesome. Um, yeah, good gear, really, especially in these early stages. Um, what what oftentimes can happen is that you end up with a lot of gear and a lot of st- not even gear. You end up with a lot of stuff and not any good gear because. You don't really know what to buy, so you buy everything, and then all, and then you still don't have what you need, right? So one of the things that we're going to be trying to do is help you understand what what's the gear you need. I'm, I'm a product yep. person. I'm a product development guy. Um, I've you know made products and designed products, and um, I'm very very particular about the uh, the products that I use and the benefit that they're going to serve for me and the family. So um, in in these stages, really just be mindful of like. You know, like I said, I'm shushing the baby. Uh, do I need to go get a sound machine? Look for those mm-hmm. things because a sound machine is going to be really helpful for naps and everything. Can you share? Sweet. Um, I think another thing to go along with that, you know, as far as the gear goes, um, a lot of this gear will last for a really long time. Some of it won't, and that's part of, you know, one of the things you need to look at and pay attention to is find the stuff that's going to last longest for you and i gotta grab max before he knocks over the drums (laughs) (laughs) all right i can hop in (laughs) um you know to so to to what i think where i think dave was going with that before he got back um you know you can think about hand-me-downs and honestly my wife and i tried to find um gender neutral stuff a lot of the time because we knew we wanted to use it for both babies right so i think i mentioned in another episode gray kind of became our best friend and, uh, you know, you can buy something and think about how it could be used for, you know, future, if you're thinking about more than one kid um, in the future, you know, how, you know, it's probably going to stick around for a little while. So spending an extra 20, 30, 40 bucks on it now um, will actually be a lot cheaper than if you buy something that's really cheap and then it breaks halfway through your first kid and then you buy another one and then it breaks again and then you got to buy another one by the time you have another child right so think of some long-term planning involved with the stuff that you need to buy yep and then no i mean sometimes stuff just will break and that's kind of the the nature of the beast so you kind of have to let go of that too and just know that you know if it's something really good then you can get it again if it's something that wasn't that great then just pass on it and find something else yep so um, you know, once again, just the, the newborn stage, um, 
just kind of summarize what we've what we've been talking about today. Um, newborn stage with newborns on our lap. Uh, you know, being organized, uh, taking care of, you know, finding help, right? If people want to help, figuring out what they can do, kind of organizing all of that, giving your, your partner as much time to rest as possible. Mm-hmm. A couple days, they're going to be, you know, if they're, if they're nursing, they're going to be learning how to breastfeed, which is an adventure in and of itself. Being supportive, helping them gain confidence. It can be a really, a really hard time a couple days after birth. Um, coordinating with family, coordinating with friends, become an expert at the five S's, keep your house organized, make sure you have the right gear in place to help with, uh, with whatever you need to do, you know, sound machines, um, maybe books, and really just uh, as, you know, your, your role, there's not a ton you're going to be able to do in the first couple of weeks except for just hold them and stare at them like we talked about, but, you know, there are some things you can do, again, to support your partner. It's that I love that you mentioned the the breastfeeding side and it, you know at the beginning there may be times when you feel like you are not necessarily needed, um, and that's normal. Uh, yeah. Oh, you found and the it's okay, and it's okay <laughs> um, because you know at this stage there really is a bond that a baby and mom have that is deeper than one that dad and baby have just because you know it's been nine months that they've been together and. As soon as they come out, there's this amazing attachment that they already have. But also, you know, as a dad, you can't really breastfeed. So that just doesn't work. And that's uh, a bond that mom and baby will have. And, you know, you, like I say, when you feel those times when you're like, man, I'm worthless and I can't really do anything to help. Just know that you're not alone. Know that that's normal. That's okay. Your time as a dad and building that bond with your child will come as yeah. they get older. That, I think that's a great note um, to end on and something we're going to talk a lot about uh, in the next couple of podcasts, especially, you know, pre, you know, one year or so. Like your your uh, partner is going to have probably a lot stronger relationship with your baby at first. And it's not like it's not that you can't try to do that. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention, skin to skin contact, oh, you know, huge. skin yep. to skin. So like that is a great bonding time for you and your baby put them on your chest, you know, like take your shirt off, put them on your chest, just laying in bed and just create that bond, you know, but also, yeah, don't, don't try not to get jealous of, you know, your partner or the baby, right? Try not to, to make judgments about what you may or may not be doing right or wrong just because, you know, the baby and the mom have, they've been, the baby's been living inside the mother, right? Of course, their relationship is going to be a little bit different. So um, don't stress, you're not alone. And uh, we're going to be talking about a lot more of this as you get past the first couple of weeks um, in the next couple episodes. So hope you enjoyed. Minutes? Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to uh, covering more in the next one. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>